The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Raising teens alone can be brutal. It becomes easier when you are co-parenting with the universe. Welcome to Co-Parenting with the Universe. It finally happened. <laughs> I promised from for a long time that I would publish an episode about my past life regression with Katish Haberfield. And this is finally here. My goal today is to, one, demonstrate to you how we can learn from our past lives and how it can explain some um, patterns that are alive now in our current life, how we can use past lives to heal. And also, um, if you have never been under hypnosis, to show you that even though we're under hypnosis, we still control who we are, what we say, what we do, and what we don't do. No one can literally come and make you do stuff you really, really don't want to do. So enjoy, and I'm open to questions and comments, as usual. Okay, you ready to go? Yes. Okay, all right. So the very first, I'm just going to... Use the Koshi chime so you can hear that. Yes. Beautiful. All right. So all we're doing right now is we are going to distract your conscious mind, your ego mind. So you can just tell your conscious mind that their job in this session today is to make a mental picture of a wind chime of any sort that they like. So just in your mind, I want you to imagine a wind chime swaying in the breeze. You can make that wind chime look and sound however you like. I just want you to concentrate on the mechanics of what a wind chime is, how it makes music, how it sways in the breeze, and the gentle feeling of relaxation that it brings along with you. And I just want you to know, hear, see and feel that when this wind chime is swaying in the breeze, it paints a beautiful set of colours in the air. So we know that a wind chime is a sound healing instrument and it sends out light vibrations with the sound vibrations. 
So the sound waves are accompanied by light waves. And I just want you to imagine that every time this wind chime moves now, it's sending out beautiful colours behind your eyes. And whatever colours you see or know or imagine are perfect. And what I want you to do now is to be aware of the fact that these sound waves are simultaneously reaching you and the light waves as well. And as they reach your body, they instantaneously relax every part of your body. So they're starting now to reach the top of your head and instantly relaxing the hairs on your head. Even though you didn't think it was possible for the hairs on your head to relax, the sound and light vibrations are now making the hair on your head relax. And as the hair on your head relaxes, your scalp begins to relax. And as your scalp begins to relax, your forehead begins to relax. And I want you to imagine a gigantic hand swiping away all those thoughts in your mind. Now you're not going to lose those thoughts. What's happening is a magical feather quill pen is now transcribing all the thoughts that are in your mind onto a piece of parchment paper. And as that feather pen is writing those thoughts, they are then being popped into a little paper basket on the floor beside you, ready for them to be transported back into your mind later on. So there's absolutely nothing that you need to remember right now. Everything that's going on in your brain is being saved for later on. So you can let your mind be at rest. And now feel see and know how the white light or the colored light is traveling down your nose, relaxing your nose. Feel it washing over your eyelids, allowing your eyelids and your eyelashes and your eyebrows to relax all at once. Allowing the healing light and vibrations to roll over your cheekbones, your upper lip, your lips, your chin and your jaw. Even your tongue begins to relax, your teeth begin to relax, your salivary glands and your gums. Even your ears begin to relax now. And the gentle sound and light healing now travels across your throat, releasing any stuck tension in your throat chakra. Relaxing your throat. And now allow the sound and light waves to travel across your shoulders. And feel the relief as the angel that has been with us all this time takes off that backpack of worries and responsibilities from your shoulders and places it beside the bed. Now allowing the sound and light vibrations to travel across your chest and into your lungs and heart space. As the white light and sound vibrations enter your heart space, they travel through into the bloodstream as the heart pumps the sound and light vibrations throughout your entire body. And all at once there is simultaneously no space that does not now contain the healing light and sound vibrations. Allowing the heart space to open and the lung space to release any grief. 
And as we travel down the body with the sound and light vibration, so I want you to imagine that you are breathing in the white light of your higher self. And on the exhale, you are exhaling dark, smoky, black soot. This dark, smoky exhale represents unused, unwanted, discarded energy and emotions. So as I continue to travel the sound and light vibrations, I want you to breathe in deeply and then hold. And when it feels like you're feeling tense, like you need to desperately take a breath, then you release and exhale with a sigh. So taking a deep breath in now, breathing in the white light, seeing it transmute all of the dark, sooty light and exhaling with a sigh. And the light now circles your entire body, outlining your aura, encompassing you in a cocoon of white light. This light now protects you and encases you so you can completely relax in this cocoon right now. You are becoming more and more deeply relaxed. And now you begin to hear the crystal singing bowls. And the singing bowls continue the relaxation process as we release tension from your body and your mind. Our intention today is to heal present day issues by spiritual lessons learned across lifetimes with the help from our spirit guides, soul groups, soul council, and our soul counterparts of all times. Now I want you to imagine a staircase that goes upwards like a stairway into a blue sky or a white spacious radiance. As I count upwards from 1 to 20, you can ascend higher and higher into a place that you create and discover, like a temple, a garden, or a pure, wise energy. With one, notice your staircase's colour and texture, maybe white like clouds that move you effortlessly higher with every step. With two, three, getting higher, four, five, and higher, six, awareness expanding, seven, eight, as you approach a dimension of your superconscious mind, nine, ten, up to a place where we can request your spirit guides to help you. 11. 12. Where we can gain guidance. 13. 14. To assist with current issues. 15. 16. Release limiting beliefs. 17. 18. 19, 
20. Step now into the pure spiritual dimension at the top of the staircase. Here, the deepest levels of your mind will open up and you can remember everything. Look around you and find a place where you can rest, surrounded and filled with light. The spiritual dimensions has elements of form and formlessness that arise and dissolve into each other. I want you to imagine, see, know or feel that there is a special chair waiting for you. See it however you like, be it a bench, a hammock, a reclining chair, any kind of a sort of a chair, any colour of the chair, and sit in there and relax. And now I'm going to invite your spirit guides to be with you. So I ask that Muriel's spirit guides and my spirit guides now step forward to help us direct to the correct past lives to help Muriel with her throat chakra and the cough that she currently has. In the next portion, you're going to see that even though we're talking about the spiritual realm, it doesn't have to be serious and guides and spiritual beings can have a sense of humor. I, w I was surprised by that. You feel the spirit presence of a spirit guide? I feel, I felt it even before when you talked about a spirit guide, I got an image of a young person, a young boy, okay. young man. Coming on roller skates. Okay, cool. Very cool. Uh, and um, could you please ask him for the name that he would like us to refer to him today, please? So the name that came to mind is in French, Martin. Mm -hmm. Martin? Martin, yeah. Okay. Uh, Martin, thank you for coming today to be with Muriel. Um, could you let me know via Muriel? You can, um, Muriel, do you give him permission to speak via you? Yeah. Yeah. Could you please let Muriel know how long you have known her? What I heard is 20,000, but I don't know if it's years. Yeah, that's, that's totally possible that you've known him for 20,000 years. Absolutely possible. So we will go with that. Everything that you hear, feel, know, or see is correct today, Muriel. So do not doubt what you hear. So, Makta, given you've been around for such a long time, you will know Muriel's past lives intimately. So are you going to be our guide today to take her to the first past life that is important for her to see today? I saw him extending his hand and someone else is coming. It's more with feminine presence. Okay. Okay. So the two of them. Two of okay. Them. If this additional spirit guide could step forward, please, and make herself known to Muriel. So that means you're going to have one on each side, Muriel. They're both on the same side. Both on the same side? Okay. But uh, the new one is like... 
because the Martha is is very playful and moves a lot. So very kind of agitated or not in a bad way, but energy. Mm -hmm. And she's here to slow things down. Okay. And does she have a name, please? Or a sound? Or a colour? I, I, what I got was an image of a woman with some veils that flow in the wind. It's like she's coming from the forest. Okay. So she's like a, a, a fairy or a earth, earth fairy or something like that? She's more like a guide. And I saw a meadow too. So more like a god, like a guardian. Okay. And what I'm, she, she I'm be accompanied? Is, is Margot. Margot? Mar Margot? Okay. Mm -hmm. Margot, thank you for being with us here today. And um, could you let us know how long you've known Muriel? Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred? Twelve. Okay. So, uh, Muriel, what I want you to do is they're going to take you into the a scene and I want you to step right into the scene. And the first thing I want you to do is let me know what you see, know, hear or feel. Sometimes this is easiest to do by looking at your feet. I see a giant waterfall on the top of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like crying and I have the notion of drowning. And I'm not sure. I don't think it's me. It's someone that I know. Okay. It feels like child. Child? Even children. Mm-hmm. And I feel I heard my thoughts saying, oh, I so much lost, like, why, why me? Okay. And these children, are they your children or family? Uh, I think so. Are they related to me? Okay. And are you feminine or masculine? I'm feminine. Okay. And would you consider yourself, how would you consider yourself uh, age-wise in comparison to how old you are now, Muriel? Younger. Younger? Okay. Between end of 30s, beginning of 40s, more like end of 30s. Okay. And um, by looking around at this giant waterfall, is there anything to indicate to you whereabouts in the world this waterfall is? Feels like Europe. Mm -hmm. It's on the vegetation. It's it's uh, it's a forest where it's not a country where it's too hot. It's more tempered weather. All right. So what we need to do now, Muriel, is you need to. Oh, oh I have to ask you. Um, what is your name? It starts with an M. It's like mm -hmm. Melis or something like that. Okay. All right. So I'm going to refer to you from now on as Melis. 
So, Melissa, what I want you to do, please, and you can correct me at any time if your name comes clearer to you, um, I want you to notice how you can fast forward and rewind this scene like a movie camera. So what I want you to do is zoom in and take us to the moment in time that we have come to see today. What is it important for you to know and to share with us about your lifetime that we are witnessing right now? What's the pivotal it's moment? It's my kids. Mm -hmm. It's my kids. Okay. I see a house. I see them. They were playing in the back in the garden. Mm -hmm. And I let them go to the river. And, and there was some kind of accident. And that's kind of, I'm blaming myself. Okay. And um, were they, how many children were there? Two. Two? And boy, girl... Girl and boy. And how old were they? Or are they? Between seven and ten. Seven and ten? Okay. So what is it that we need to know about their death and the way that it affected you in this lifetime? It's an accident. But I feel responsible. Okay. And I feel like life is I some kind of I feel some kind of a why me victim? Mm -hmm. Why so much? Mm -hmm. It's like it's one thing to lose one child but two. Why? Yes. Okay. And um how does it affect you physically? This part is very emotional, so you may skip if you're too vulnerable right now. I so I feel I'm crying. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time breathing, and I'm so sad. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. It's safe for you to let out that emotion now. That it needs to be released. So if you need to cry, please do so because it, we are witnessing your story. How do you cope after the children's death? I'm not coping. I'm slowly, slowly going down. Slowly, okay. slowly letting myself go. I die. Okay, so does the grief because break your heart? That's worth, yeah. I'm broken. Nothing is worth it anymore. Okay. And do you die of this grief? Right. So takes some time. I don't want to live. You don't want to live? No. Okay. Do you have any other children or did both were these the only two children I had? The only two. Okay. All right. So what I want you to do is to um, move forward so that we can take you to the last day of this lifetime. So I want you to experience the spirit leaving your body without any pain and I want you to explain to me how old you are and what's happening. 36. I just were in bed. Mm -hmm. There are people around me and I just don't care about anybody. I just, mm -hmm. I just don't worry. Okay. 
I want to go through them to my kids. Okay. All right. So what I want you to do is to um, allow yourself to witness your own passing and follow the spirit as it leaves your body and goes upwards to the white light. And what I want you to do is follow that white light until you see some angels. And we're going to just pause for a moment. We're going to look back at your life at this lifetime. We're going to ask your inner wise adult, your higher self, to show you what this lifetime was all about, what it was that you chose to experience and to help you reframe and understand this lifetime. What are you sensing? Sensing a guy that's showing me something like, if it was my life, like a map, and he's saying, you see here? What I understand is like, it doesn't matter because we're not really dead. It's not such a tragedy you're here. And somehow that's what I missed in that life, to remember. So they're trying to show you that you're an eternal soul? Yeah, and I was supposed to have, I guess the lesson was to remember that and to be able to overcome. Uh But somehow I, I, I hadn't, I was not able to. Okay. And um, like a student. Right. And did you make, or can you identify any limiting beliefs or vows that you made in this lifetime that are negatively impacting you? I, I gave permission for them to go. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense, but it's like, I won't, I, what I feel is I didn't want to have kids anymore in another life, but yet I have kids in this life because it was too painful. Okay. All right. And um, what did you believe about yourself in this particular life? Not any other life, just this particular life. After the children died, what did you believe about yourself as a result of this? What did you believe about your mothering abilities, your parenting skills? You believe that you failed as a parent? Okay. What else do you believe? What I thought, what I heard that I didn't deserve to have kids. You didn't deserve to have kids? Because of that, because of whatever. Okay. Did you make any vows on your deathbed? The I will never kind? What I'm, what I'm wondering is, is there a parallel to the anxiety that you felt, that you feel in this lifetime as your children were becoming teenagers and exploring and you felt anxious about them leaving the house and their safety, does that have a root in this lifetime where your children drowned? Can you see that parallel? Um, I see it 
But I know that it was not only this life, there was another life too. Okay. All right, we can we can uh, check that out in a minute, but you can you can see that there, there's the root deri derivation. It's like it's the, the feeling that I have is I failed in that life, but in this current life, I was more like a lion, and I was able to protect them. Mm -hmm. So it's almost I repaired what I did in that life in this one. Okay. Now I want your inner wise self to enlighten you about this incorrect perception about your failure to protect your children. It's like there is another chance. We don't have only one chance. Mm -hmm. It's not final. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you can retake the class. Okay, but uh, is it helpful for you to see yourself as being the blame point for these children's death? See what? Uh, it's not helpful to view yourself to blame, is it? No. No, okay. So how does your higher self wish you to see these children's death and your role in it? Not your ego? But your higher self, what wisdom can your higher self tell you about the death of these children and your role? That's what they chose. The children chose this? Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's almost like I couldn't have done anything. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are sometimes in, uh, we have free will and decisions, but there are things that are predetermined yeah. in in our lifetimes. It's what they chose, and who am I to? We're not supposed to cooperate together. Mm -hmm. So can you see now that this outcome was going to happen irrespective of your actions that day? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So what I'm wanting to do now is release this guilt and um, these limiting beliefs about your ability as uh, a parent. And so I'm, uh, I'm wondering, are you ready to release some of this l limiting belief? Because we can release yeah. this now. Yeah. Okay, so what I want to ask... Is I just saw myself taking it like a stone and throwing it above my shoulder, like done with that. Okay. All right. That, that was easy. Okay. Beautiful. So um, what I would like you to do now is to know that um, you, you are a wonderful parent. You've always been a wonderful parent. You deserve to have children. And that it's now time to release the beliefs that you failed as a parent and that you didn't deserve to have children. So I want you to uh, release these beliefs into the white light of the spirit and tell me between zero and 100% to what level do you uh, accept release of these limiting beliefs? I do accept it that I, I, it's like I mailed them into a mailbox. I, I sent them away. Okay. Towards the divine, it's going to go to the divine. It's not mine. Okay. All right. Great. So um, I want you to um, go with your spirit guides now as you 
move away and drift away and float away from this lifetime. Releasing any responsibility, guilt and burden that you felt. Releasing the emotion. And your spirit guides are going to take you now to another lifetime that is important for you to see today, to witness in relation to your throat chakra, the coughing and your ability to be heard and listened to. I did not include it in this episode for the sake of time, but Katish had a whole process to bring me back from this life into the in-between lives and down to a new life where something was important for me to see in order to heal my throat. I'm on the stage. Mm -hmm. I think it's in the late 1800s, beginning of the 1900s, maybe 1900s. Mm -hmm. And I'm speaking, and very conscious about a man sitting in the audience, mm -hmm. looking at me, and I'm very, very aware. But I'm very, very famous. Somehow I'm very trendy. Mm -hmm. Because people love to love about people in power. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the energy of Molière. Because Molière used to do that too. He used to make fans and ridicule the nobles and uh, all that high societies, society people in his place. It's mm -hmm. the same energy. I feel like careful about what you say but I do it anyway mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why do you feel that you need to be careful because I saw I saw blood in my throat I mm -hmm. saw I felt more than seeing I felt a throat that was cut okay because of what I said and because it was symbolic was a symbolic way of killing me. I talk too much. Okay. You're a threat. You're a threat. Who were you the biggest threat to? See that man in the audience. Someone man? very wealthy. It, mm -hmm. it feels like a, you know, a businessman, a man who had businesses and, mm -hmm. and mines or something like that. Mm -hmm. That wasn't doing things that were not very kosher or something, taking mm -hmm. advantage. And I ridiculed him somehow. Okay. And it was, uh, did he kill you himself or was, did he get no, somebody to kill you? he sent someone. Okay. Oh, I'm not sure actually. It was, it's backstage. I can't see who killed me because it was very dark. Mm, okay. I think he sent someone. It was very quick. Very quick? Okay. We spent more time with Katish on this life, but for the sake of time, I removed uh, what was not really, really relevant. Mm 
And we are now going to live this life to get to the lesson of it. All right, so um, I want you to see yourself floating away, so your spirit leaving the body. I want you to see the bright white light and follow that bright white light. And again, we're going to go to a holding space where the angels are going to help you review this lifetime. I feel like I'm scolded. You scolded? It's like, what did you do with your voice? Why? Okay. Who are you being scolded by? Members of your soul family or by the angels? The angels and some other masters. It feels like Harry Potter. Like, (laughs) what are you doing with your power, with your voice? Okay. Because usually... relearn that. Right. Usually the... uh, we are our own biggest judges when we review our own lifetime. Hmm? Uh, usually those who are with us helping us review our life kind of find it a little bit funny, like, oh, my God, we told you to do this, you know, but they're being nice about it but uh, because you yeah, have free it's will. Not, it's not, they're not mean. They're like, what the heck, why? And, and I see we're going to teach you how to do it because apparently you didn't understand. Okay. You didn't get the mission. Yeah. Okay, so what was the mission supposed to be? The mission was to use the voice to do something good. Okay. Not to not to put myself in danger, not to yeah, mainly not to put yourself in danger. Don't put yourself in danger. It's almost like I did it to myself because I was uh, you know, like a teenager, kind mm-hmm. of. I, 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 I got, I lost, I lost the control of my car somehow. <laughs> it's funny, okay. but it's really funny. All right, and um, we always have contrasting lifetimes when we're learning a particular skill about using our voice for for good versus bad. We have to experience one to experience the other to know what we are and what we are not. So um, is there anything that your inner wise adult would like you to to know about this that will help you understand this lifetime? Mm -hmm. So you can be safe. You can have a voice and be safe. It can be safe, yeah. We went through other past lives, but for the sake of time in this episode, I'm going to stop here and let you experience how Katish closed the session so that we can safely come back to here and now. All right. Okay, and um, I'd just like to ask Archangel Michael if there is anything else that we need to do today or if this session is now complete. So he put a crystal on the table and left. Oh, he's left? 
Okay, beautiful. Thank you. That generally means that we're done. Okay, beautiful. All right, and if we can check in with your um, spirit guides that we met at the start of the session, are we now free to uh, end the session? Is it, are we complete for today? Yes. Yes. Okay, beautiful. This concludes the session for today, the episode. You can find Katish's contact information in the description of the episode, as well as time markers if you want to revisit certain um, areas. Again, if you have any questions, any comments, please don't hesitate. You can also ask me questions for Katish and I will transmit to her. Have a wonderful week until we see each other again. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform of your choice. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.